Hey there, and welcome to a special edition of Louisiana Farm Life, a Farm Life Mini. That's what I'm calling these. I'm your host, Carl Wiggers, and I grew up living my own farm life in Northeast Louisiana, which is where I return to for this episode of the podcast. I am very sorry for the delay since our last episode. I know it's been quite a while. Some of our podcasts took a backseat during COVID-19, which I'm sure many people will understand, but uh, we're working on getting those back up and running as we speak. If you would like to hear a couple of the other podcasts that we've been working on, you can find links in our show notes wherever you're listening. I recorded this episode standing in the middle of a cotton field in Tensaw Parish, interviewing Marshall Hardwick about his cotton crop that he's been in the field harvesting probably even right now as I'm recording this. Marshall Farms in Tensaw Parish, as I said, near Knowlton, Louisiana. It's a quick conversation, but I think you may enjoy it. There's some talk about his cotton crop, but also what he enjoys doing when he's not in a cotton picker or helping run his family farm. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Marshall Hardwick on Louisiana Farm Life. Marshall, let's start off with, I mean, you're in the middle of a cotton field. Y'all have cut a couple hundred acres already. How is how's cotton harvest going so far? Uh, it's going it's going good. Uh, we were able to dodge bullet with uh, the beta, the the last hurricane or tropical storm that came through. We we dodged bullet with uh, only receiving about three inches. Um, prior to that, we had been picking for a few days. Uh, it was very clean. Um, we're seeing a little bit more tagging after the rain. Um, but overall, the conditions, uh, field conditions are good. Um, weather is great. It's nice and sunny early in the morning. Uh, no cloud covers. Very cool. Uh, kind of starting to feel like fall. Starting to feel like cotton picking weather. It is. It is. It, it smells like it. It looks like it. So. Is this your favorite time of year? It is. Um, you know, this is kind of what every cotton grower, you know, this is the time of the year that they all love. Um, of course, I love growing soybeans and corn, but it's just cotton is just a different breed and it's uh, kind of putting your blood in your in, in your genes um, literally and <laughs> um, you know it's just it's an exciting time of the year the smell um, the 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 looks and the attractiveness of it it just looks like snow in October I was gonna ask you I mean you were raised in cotton right I mean, is that was that what y'all grew primarily growing up yeah we I mean we're very very few acres were dedicated to grains. I mean, this what used to be nothing but cotton country. Um, of course, times have changed and we've gone to a little bit more grain acres, but uh, you know, I, I think we're, cotton will always have a presence here and we want it to be here. Right. Um, so I, I'm not gonna ask yield wise, but average, above average, where, where's kind of the, what, how much? Uh, how much? I, how are you? We're, we're pleasantly surprised with our, our yields. I think we're about uh, you know average for our farm. Um, the the bottom crop of the the plant is lacking, and that's due to a tough growing environment uh, early on in its life. Uh, the later part of the year was great, and it's showing in the top part of the plant, and it is uh, really yielding very well to to our surprise. Um, and this is you don't have to if you don't want to could you give me a ballpark a thousand twelve hundred pounds i mean without i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to you know i'm a farmer i can lie about this <laughs> we're picking about two thousand pounds no uh 
Well, Record. <laughs> our, our yields are holding strong. They're, they're uh, I would say, anywhere from 1,100 to 1,200 pounds. And you've got, we've got spots that are maybe hitting 15, and we've got spots that are maybe hitting 700, 800. But uh, I would say overall, we're hoping to be about that 1,100 pound range. That's a good crop. Yeah, that um, you know, we're we're satisfied with that. Um, um, you mentioned weather a minute ago being just perfect weather. This is how cotton picking weather is supposed to feel. Mm -hmm. um, if not a little bit cooler maybe and it's coming i guess what uh personally i mean yes you've always done you've always grown cotton uh that's kind of always been your your thing or the, your passion maybe this weather explain to me kind of i guess the uh, maybe emotional not not to make it emotional but like there's something that triggers in you when you wake up and it's 58 degrees and you start coming out here to get and seeing this cotton with dew on it, right? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, like you said, it's kind of weird and kind of hard. Uh, the best thing I can say since we're in Louisiana is it's a Saturday morning, uh, LSU's playing, you know, night game. It's just, you get that feeling every time, every morning. It's just exciting. It's fun. Uh, it's what we do. It's what we love to do. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a deer hunter getting up going hunting or a duck hunter. Uh, it's just that same type of feeling, that excitement. Um, I have a hard time getting off the picker at night. I could pick all night if the conditions would let me, but you know, eventually I got to convince myself I got to go home, sleep so I can do it again tomorrow. But uh, you never want it to stop. You never, you never want to miss, uh, you know, a touchdown Tiger Stadium. You never want to miss a, a module being built or a round bell being built. So it's, it's very exciting. Um. As for, uh, you have other crops. Mm -hmm. What sets cotton apart? Well, uh, just growing it, um, cotton is very difficult. As uh, if anyone who grows it, they know it's very challenging. It's stubborn. Um, it, it wants to grow tall and put on leaves and we want it to make cotton. So it's challenging. It's, there's an artistic, uh, you know, um, touch to it to grow in a high yielding crop and uh, corn and soybeans there they have their own challenges but uh, a lot can be over overdone with just irrigation and um, with cotton that could be detrimental if you do too much so uh, the challenge of just growing a, um, a crop that's that, that yields well um, is, is very challenging now to see it standing in the middle of maybe 1100 pound cotton the reward has got to be even that much greater, right? Because of the challenge? Right, yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the slight disagreements, what should we, should we pick, should we water? You know, we, we kind of, we don't, we're not arguing, but we're bumping heads. We're having good intense conversations about what we should do through the growing season. And all that is worth it when you get to the end and saying, you know, we had good conversations, we made good decisions, we thought about it, and look at our crop now. So, um, you know, it's very rewarding. Um, it's rewarding every time a round bell pops out uh, and you stack up, you know, fours into a module. So it is very rewarding. Uh, talking about the round bells, we, you and I talked about it a minute ago. Let me adjust this real quick. Um, you and I discussed earlier just how freaking cool that cotton picker right there is. And I mean, they're, they're big money, but they're also a lot of technology packed into that machine right there. How, how has that changed the game for y'all in harvesting cotton? You know, it, it does a lot of things. Efficiency has gone up tremendously. We're picking five and a half miles an hour. Um, you know, so that, that the speed is one thing. Um, we've got, the, I'm a one man crew running the picker. I've got one other guy stacking modules. 
Well, we got two guys picking the crop when it used to take 10, 15, depending on how many pickers you had. Uh, we've got people going to other resources, field work, um, getting prepared for 2021. Um, so it's, it's really important to help um, it, to make us more efficient. Um, injuries have gone down tremendously. People are in equipment where they're safer, they're not out and about. Um, so it, it really helps us in, in all aspects of our farming. Um, you mentioned y'all are down to what, 850 acres this year? Mm -hmm. Typically try to be in the 2000 range. Can you explain, I guess, the growing season and the planting season that kept y'all from being at 2,000 acres? Wasn't, I mean, wasn't it conditions that kept y'all from 2,000 acres? No, the driving force was, was you know, 58 cent, 60 cent um, cotton. I mean, that's, that's cotton that my grandfather would have been unsatisfied with in the 50s, you know? So um, we just couldn't make any money and we wanted to, we wanted to keep cotton on the farm. Um, for all the reasons we just talked about, but it, it's, you know, it's hard to plant it when you know it's a guaranteed loss. And it's also hard for us to plant um, this 800 acres. If it didn't go into cotton, it was gonna go into soybeans, which we were already past our maximum efficiency in, in harvesting soybeans. So we just felt like we, we had to have it in terms of harvesting efficiency. Um, as you can see, I'm sitting here picking it where our combines uh, if it was soybeans, our combines would not be in here harvesting these acres. So uh, just from that aspect, prices have uh, increased since the spring. So we're happy about that. Um, it's gone up about another 10 cents. And um, so we're, we're, you know, we just, we, we wanted to have it and we needed it. Gotcha. So I, I thought I thought you said it. You were saying if it wasn't cotton, it would have been soybeans. Right. Got you. Yes. Um, uh, we haven't really talked about this a whole lot, but I mean, you went off to school. You got your master's, right? Correct. What brought you back to the farms? I mean, could you have been? A, you could have been a crop consultant. You could have, you know, worked in ag lending, chemical sales. You could have done anything. But why are you? What, what brought you back to being here, working the land and driving a cotton picker and working on the farm? Well, I, when I graduated college, uh, I got a. Um, just a bachelor's in, in ag business. Didn't really know what I wanted to do. And leading up to that, um, I was a graduate student at LSU Ag Center. So my boss, along with my parents, kind of talked me into going to grad school. And when I decided to go to grad school, that was when I knew I was going to improve myself, um, make myself better educated to help the farm in whatever aspect I could. So it was kind of at that point I decided and knew I wanted to definitely come back and farm. Um, it was something I always wanted to do. I just didn't know immediately after college what I'd be doing. Um, and and my, my dad encouraged uh, my brother and I to come back and so we could have a good long tenure of running the farm together as, as uh, you know, the three of us plus my mother um, before they looked for retirement. Um, so, you know, we're, we're approaching 10 years of the three of us all working together. And, and you know, we're, my dad's not planning to retire anytime soon. So, you know, it's great to have those years of all of us being here on the farm. Um, as a, uh, you know, this is very rural area. I mean, you live on the lake, right? Correct. But like there, there's not a Walmart for an hour, any direction you go. Right. Like how is it as a 30 year old, you're able to enjoy life here? Is it the, is the payoff that good? To be on the farm? Tinsall is the least populated parish in the state. Um, you know, we're kind of isolated. We've got the river that 
boards us and um, borders us and, and, and no, you know, besides 65, there's no road that goes through the parish. So yes, we're very isolated. Driving is not an issue for me, um, but in order to be happy and survive here, uh, you've got to love what you do. You got to love the outdoors. Um, you know, I miss going to restaurants, movies, uh, the grocery store, just right down the road. Uh, I miss all that, but you know, this is far more rewarding. Um, I enjoy things like this. Um, and, and there is a good group of my friends um, that are here and, and they came back to farm. And I say my friends, my friends range from age 20 to 45. You know, it's, it, you don't stick to an age group around here. Everybody's friends, so it, it's a great, great community. You mentioned the outdoors. What do you like doing when you're not farming? Well, right now, um, you know, um, summer's coming to the end. You know, I live on Lake Bruin. It is a uh, big part of me. Um, all our friends, we enjoy being on the lake. I enjoy deer hunting, duck hunting. Uh, dove season was just open, it just closed, but uh, you know, I enjoy dove hunting. Um, you know, and, and just simple as going to my, my, my buddy's farm, riding around, seeing his crop and stuff, and vice versa, people coming here. So uh, fishing, um, alligator season was last month, so we were kind of doing some of that, but. So the sportsman's paradise, you're all about that. Yep, yep. I mean, we, we get to live the dream in the sportsman's paradise. Thanks again, Marshall, for having me out on the farm and letting me get some cotton harvest time. It was good for my soul, and anyone that grew up around cotton knows exactly what I'm talking about. I took some pictures and video as well while I was out in the field with Marshall, so be looking for that soon on This Week in Louisiana Agriculture or on our social media platforms. You'll see links to all of those places in the show notes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening right now and subscribe so that you can stay up to date when we release a new episode. When you leave us feedback and reviews, Apple Podcasts and the other platforms respond by putting it in front of more people. That allows us to share stories about Louisiana men and women in agriculture with more people. You can also help us out by just simply sharing this podcast with a friend. Send it in a text or maybe pull out their phone and show them how to listen. We appreciate your help sharing these stories. This podcast was produced by me, Carl Wiggers, and the rest of the communications team at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Louisiana Farm Bureau is the voice of Louisiana agriculture.